Hello and welcome to the Wholesome Living Podcast. I'm your host, Beck Russell, holistic wellness coach, yoga teacher, and the author of Life in the Soul Lane. And I'm here to support you on your journey to wholesome living. There can be many challenges and great confusion on the quest to wholesome living. And it's time that we get back to basics, back to our roots, back on our true path of living a well and happy life. These conversations will debunk all of the myths that we have been sold about what it takes to be well. I take a balanced and wholesome approach when it comes to well-being, knowing that every action, every interaction, every environment and every breath that we take has an impact on our state of well-being. Each week we will explore a piece of the holistic wellness puzzle. Speaking about topics that are close to my heart and that I believe are vital to cultivate vitality of body, equanimity of mind and harmony of soul. Myself and special guests will share the insights, knowledge and experience that we have learned to support you to live a well, happy and vibrant life. Join me on the path to wholesome living. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Wholesome Living Podcast. And today I wanted to talk to you about the five pillars of well-being that I think are really, really important for us to be able to reach and then maintain optimal well-being. And You've probably heard me speak about this many times before, but there is no one size fits all. There is no one particular thing that we need to focus on for us to be well and vibrant. It takes um, a whole bunch of things collectively together for us to be able to feel our best. And so that's what I want to talk to you about today. And there are five main pillars that I believe that we should really nourish and tend to for us to be able to to achieve that and so the first one might be quite obvious and that is of course our physical well-being so this is you know how we feel and how we look after and how we tend to our physical body and so the obvious ones are you know mindful movement and exercise so making sure that you Find something and find a way to move your body, whether or not you're a person that enjoys that more strenuous type of exercise, so either heavy weights or perhaps high-intensity cardio. That's definitely one end of the spectrum. And then you might choose something a little more gentle like Pilates or light weights or yoga, which, of course, is a mind-body-spirit practice, not just the physical practice. So finding something that resonates with you because that's really going to help you to be able to maintain it um, and not feel like it's a chore, not feel like it's something that you have to drag yourself to do every day or every couple of days. So that's really important. And the second thing, which is quite um, might be an obvious one as well, is our nutrition. So making sure that we are eating foods that are directly from the earth um, because, yes, in this modern day, there might be some things that um, have been minimally processed that might be um, okay for us to incorporate from time to time. But generally speaking, any of those processed foods, anything that comes out of a packet is really 
low vibrational is really full of toxic chemicals and it's been processed in some factory somewhere where you don't know where it's come from. And so if you can eliminate that as much as possible, that's going to be the most optimal way for you to be able to feel well from that nutritional point of view. Another one I wanted to touch on in the physical realm was um, really being aware of your internal system. So making sure that your lymphatic system is flowing. So exercise helps with that. And also things like getting massage and that kind of thing, anything that's going to help the lymph systems to flow is going to be really good as well as all of the other internal organs and internal systems. Um, So obviously tending to ourselves on a physical level is going to help with that and also our emotional level too which we're going to touch on in just a moment next we're going to talk about mental well-being and this can really fluctuate I guess throughout our life depending on life circumstances depending on uh, you know whether or not you might be susceptible to already suffering from mental health issues or whether or not it's just in particular times of your life when things might be stressful for you. So that would be the number one thing that we're going to think about here is the ways that we can be aware of when stresses come into our life and it's inevitable most of the time that various um, kinds of stress are going to to present themselves to us through our life um, because that's just the human experience, isn't it? And so having the tools to, well, firstly be self-aware when you can feel that sense of stress coming into your system, into your nervous system, and secondly, having the tools and the know-how, those tools in your toolbox, so to speak, to be able to um make the bumps in the road a little bit less bumpy, a little bit less easier to navigate, I suppose you could say. And we can do that with things like meditation, breath work, all those mind, body, spirit practices, which I'll touch on again in a moment in the when I speak to emotional well-being. And also thinking about your internal dialogue and your general mentality about your life, about your work, about your creations, about, you know, the way that you speak to yourself. Because even if it's not spoken aloud, how you speak to yourself, your internal dialogue is going to impact you dramatically. So just being really aware, but also being really honest with yourself about how you speak to yourself, how you think about yourself, how you think about things in your life and other people in your life, situations in your life in that external realm, but really thinking about how you feel in your internal realm as well. And I guess one really big way that you can help with your mental and emotional well-being is trying as much as you can to step into the present moment, which can be a challenge I guess, in our modern worlds because we seem to squeeze so much into every single minute of every single day. So I guess it's just taking that opportunity whenever you can to find those pockets of stillness in your day and you might just have to 
have a little look in your day, in your calendar, in your weeks for those little opportunities, those little pockets where you can slip into your zone to just be mindful, to be present. Maybe you get an opportunity just to have a couple of deep belly breaths, like five or 10 belly breaths, whatever it might be. So now we're going to shift to our emotional well-being. And I feel like, well, they're all interwoven um, together to create how we are and how we feel and how our um, well-being presents in our life. But I feel that the mental and emotional well-being are really closely linked together a lot of the time. And when it comes to our emotions and our emotional well-being, um, there has, I guess, been some stigma around emotions. I feel like it is changing a lot, though. But just knowing that it's safe for you to express your emotions in a contained way where you're not just um pouring your energy out onto others if they're perhaps not in having the capacity to hold it. So just being mindful of that, but also knowing that acknowledging your emotions, really feeling them, expressing them, processing them and not pushing them away, not suppressing them, not pushing them down um, beneath the surface is really important because those emotions are energy and it's it's sort of like if you don't allow them to flow, where are they going to go? So that's when they can start to become um, dormant, blocked, stagnant in our body, and then that can lead to disease and all other, um, you know, ailments, mind, body, or soul. So that's just something to re- be really mindful of. Um, and just not making any of your emotions wrong or right. Um, They just are what they are and they're going to fluctuate quite a lot depending on, you know, from day to day, from morning to night, from week to week or month to month, depending on um, external circumstances. Although sometimes, you know, it's hard sometimes not to let external circumstances impact your internal world. Um, It does happen. And so it's important just to be able to acknowledge and express whatever's going on for you in that point in time. I also wanted to just touch on journaling as well, because that can be a really potent tool. If maybe connecting with your true emotions feels a little bit foreign to you, um, journaling might be a really nice way for you to just connect to that stream consciousness that flows through sometimes when we're writing in our journal, just not thinking consciously about anything, not trying to write down things that come through the logical mind, but just allowing it to flow from your subconscious onto the page and that's going to help you to perhaps see things that you were unable to see from the logical standpoint. So that can be a really good way as well. I'm just interrupting 
this podcast to let you know that my book Life in the Soul Lane is officially published and ready for you to read. You can get a copy of the book from any online bookstore or head to my website beckrussell.com forward slash book. Now let's get back to the episode. And I wanted to touch on here about nourishing our nervous system. Um, I feel like the vast majority of us probably feel a lot of the time that our nervous system is quite fried, quite overstimulated, depleted. Um, although it's common, it's it's not normal, so to speak, and it's not it's not supportive for us at all. So having a think about and it's not like you have to go from being wired and fried and then you feel the pressure to be able to come all the way back down here to this really zen, calm place all the time um, because then that's just going to put that extra pressure on you to feel like you need to achieve something um, with your the way that you nourish your nervous system. And so just maybe thinking about it in the way that we spoke to earlier about finding those pockets of stillness. So what are some ways that you can start to dial it back a little bit with your nervous system, start to have more time in your parasympathetic nervous system, which is our rest and digest, than you have before. So most of the time we're in the sympathetic nervous system, just going, doing, um, rushing, not being present. So how can you maybe start to trade some of that time for some more time here in the parasympathetic nervous system. And some ways we can do that are breath work, meditation, yoga nidra, yin yoga, putting your legs up the wall, just sitting in stillness for a couple of moments. You know, there's so many ways you could just lean into whatever feels good for you, whatever feels nourishing and grounding for you. But I just really wanted to point that out as well. Next, we're going to go to spiritual well-being. And we all know that we are spiritual beings, souls having this physical experience. And so I guess it can be easy sometimes in the physical realm in this world where we're so busy all the time to, I guess, disconnect somewhat from our soul self. And so we're all going to be so different in the way that we find time to connect with our soul. So this might be one where you need to have some time for reflection and for introspection about what that looks like for you and how you can bring your spirituality, if that's something that you want to do, back to the forefront. Um, and I think the best place to start for that is to just, again, find that quiet time, whatever you can, whether it be five minutes or whether you have the luxury of an, a whole hour or even more a day to sit with your soul and see what comes through for you. Um, so taking that quiet time to sit with your soul, sit with your, your authentic self, with your highest self, with your spiritual self, and just see what comes through, what innate guidance might come through for you as well um, and incorporating a ritual around it 
if that feels good for you. So beautiful sacred rituals are a really nice way just to carve out that time for yourself. So whether it be sitting down with cacao or a tea ceremony or just sitting in meditation, pulling out some oracle cards or, again, grabbing a journal. So just feel into what that might look like for you and then making sure that you commit to time to, for self and time for spiritual connection if that is something that feels resonant for you. And the last thing I wanted to touch on was our environment, environment and our environmental well-being. And so we, um, we're just absolutely bombarded with toxins and chemicals uh, anywhere we turn today um, in the modern world. And so it could be quite a process if you feel like there's a lot of environmental toxins in your world. Um, and that's another thing, you know, you can just have a honest look at yourself and your life and your environment and just think, okay, this is the current situation. Um, rather than feeling that pressure, like we were saying before, about going from here to here with the toxic load, it's like, all right, what's one thing I can do today? What's one thing I can do this week? Just slowly, slowly, slowly starting to bring that toxic load down. And you can look at things. So you can do this in your home, in your workplace, if you work in an office or something like that. And you can have a look and see if it is an external environment, like an office, for example, there might be limited things that you can do but it's just having a look at okay what can I do what is within my control so to speak so we can have a look at things like in the home we can look at mold um, particularly in the humid environments um, mold is a really big problem and a lot of people I think don't realize how toxic it can be for our health so looking at things like mold um, your cleaning products, anything store-bought generally is just full of absolute toxic lead and chemicals. So um, I just use water and vinegar and essential oils for my cleaning. So that might be something that you have a look at. Having a look at the lighting in your home and your office, if that's applicable to you. So having the big LED fluoro lights is, is not good for our circadian rhythm at all so having a look at getting those softer red lights um, maybe switching those over slowly in your home and yeah just making sure that you've got free flowing air through the house um, making sure you can go outside at least once a day to put your feet on the earth just these little things that we can do and it might seem like if you're trying to do it all at once it might feel overwhelming if you feel like there is some work to do in these five areas so just starting small small consistent changes that's going to add up to something really big and really nourishing for you and your body and your nervous system so they're the five pillars mental physical emotional spiritual and environmental that I feel are really, really important pillars for us to look at when we're trying to cultivate this really beautiful sense of overall well-being. 
And these are the pillars that we're going to be working with in my upcoming group program, Renew, which starts next week on Tuesday, the 15th of November. This is a five-week journey together in a group where we address all of those five main pillars of well-being. And this is going to be a really gentle but really powerful and potent way to cleanse and renew these five pillars of your life and help you to cultivate this holistic sense of well-being and you'll walk away with the tools that you need to really practically uh, implement, you know, whatever changes that need to be done. There might not be a whole lot and there might be quite a few And as I said, it's not something to feel overwhelmed by. It's just a process. It's an an ever unfolding process for all of us to be able to maintain the sense of well-being. So if this speaks to you, if it's calling on your heart, if you would like to join us inside Renew, I would love to welcome you. If you have any questions at all, please send them through. There are live calls each week which are recorded If you aren't able to make the calls live so you can watch them back at your leisure, there's a whole bunch of other things included too. So you can check out the um, page on my website that's got the full program details. But as I said, if you have any questions, please send them through to me and I will be there to answer them for you. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Until next time, take really good care of yourself and I'll chat to you all again soon. Fuck